1: Welcome to A Very Brady Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello, hello. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. Hi, Dustin. <laughs> and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunches. We break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, as you know, we mm-hmm. take the episode, mm-hmm. we break it down, mm-hmm. we tell it it's no good the way it is, Oh, make it, make it a clone of ourselves, oh, okay. only for it to turn on us and destroy us like the monster creators that we are. Oh. All for you, the listener. Oh, On today's episode, we take a look at season three, episode 22, entitled My Fair Opponent. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and uh, I, okay. I got, no, I don't know how to work this in. (laughs) Do you have anything? Harder than it looks, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I didn't order anything, and you didn't order anything anymore. and No. Well, if you want to order stuff, you know where you can do it? (laughs) Well, actually,
2: now that you have us stopped, um, for those of you following this dilemma with my recorder, Right. Just to recap, the first time I ordered the DR40 and it got stuck in transit, they had to refund my money. So I ordered the D4, DR40X. Both of them showed up at the door. So then we used the DR40X to record, only to find out that it didn't record. <laughs> and we had to record again, which caused the episode to be out late. So, for those of you wondering, when we finally recorded it appropriately, which you guys heard in the last episode, um, mm-hmm. Tech does all the editing and he actually noticed a noticeable improvement in the raw audio mm-hmm. that came from the recorder. So all this actually was a good thing because it all, you know, it all allowed for better audio hmm. and a better listening experience. That's right. Yes. And where did you order
1: that from? <laughs> I ordered it on <laughs> Amazon Prime. Ah! Oh shit! All right, so that'd be a,
2: that'd be a cool transformer name too. I know, like right? Optimus Prime's brother. Yep. Hmm. Amazon.
1: He's a lot bigger. Yeah, he's well. He's from South America. <laughs> so this episode is all about doing like a makeover. Well, it's you know it's a My Fair Lady basically. My oh, like opponent. we used to do. <laughs> yeah, remember I mean, we get so excited. We find a nerd yeah. at school and we would be like, yeah, right? "Oh my god, we're gonna <laughs> make you nerdier." <laughs> Are you into drama or chorus? no <laughs> come with us
2: it's like you know what i was thinking about doing that was nerdy jimmy it's like what tech i was thinking about saying have a nice day i'm like no no half a, half nice, day. a nice day well what could our logo be <laughs> half of a smiley face half of a which smiley. i have tattooed on my leg <gasps> me too i have half on one leg half on the other leg <laughs> so when i squeeze my <laughs> legs together it's a full smiley face <laughs>
1: I wish I was kidding. I am not kidding. I didn't know you did the other side, too. I did, yeah. (laughs) It's where we tattooed, not each other, but ourselves. We tattooed ourselves. And uh, I bet your wife thinks it's sexy. Like, hey, want to see a whole smiley face? (laughs) Let me show you. She does. (laughs) Hold on a second. I got it. I have have Dane Cook Ah. Sufi on my leg, too.
2: That's right, yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Yes. (sighs) So too much more information the listeners really wanted to hear. (laughs) That's
1: true. Now they're going to be like pictures, or it's not true. So, (laughs) God, I sure hope they don't ask for pictures. (laughs) Man, will that be embarrassing? (laughs) Oh, Jesus! The baby
2: Jesus. (laughs) That's funny.
1: So we discussed last week that this is a lot like My Fair Lady, and you and mm-hmm. I were part of a production of My Fair Lady. We were, yeah, yeah. You back did in the props, day. Props, I believe. And I was uh, just Yeah, one of the Jimmy, I gave you props. Hell yeah, you gave me props.
2: <laughs> I was one of the chorus people.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the shows we like I've that might have been the only show I've ever done, like just stage work on. <laughs> <I don't laughs> it's think. not a very good show. Like it's the ending's pretty stupid. You
2: know what I <laughs> well, mean? Like why? Well, because she basically goes off she goes off with, <laughs> with Freddie and then she comes back and his, like, the only thing he can say is, where are my slippers? Like, kind of talking about chauvinistic. It's crazy.
1: It's not a very good show. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, she's all that. Yeah. Right. It's a total remake. of Or she's like not all another that. teen
2: movie.
1: Right. <laughs> or like Pygmalion. I don't know what that
2: is. That's the, the straight play version of My Fair Lady. It's My Fair Lady without the music.
1: Oh, gotcha. That's gotcha. straight, straight play. Oh, you meant like just a straight play. <laughs> As opposed to them gay theater shows. It's not a gay musical. It's just a, it's a straight play. Well,
2: I mean, that's a I apologize to all
1: theater people out there. I, was, I thought that's what he meant for real. I was like, God, that's funny.
2: No, that's not what I meant. But it's, I mean, in a way it's true, but no, that's not what I meant. No. But it's like not another teen movie as well, which was based off of Choose a Lot. I totally thought of that during this episode and we're going to discuss it when yeah. we get to
1: that point.
2: Well, there's another movie that it reminds me of that I'm going to bring up. And if you didn't, if you didn't remind you of it, I'm going to be surprised.
1: Are you going to talk about it now or wait till we get to the No, part? we're going to wait till the scene. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, it's been six and almost seven minutes, so <laughs> let's take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to see this disgusting, horrible looking beast creature that Marcia has to yeah, deal right? with. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we'll Ugh. be back.
2: This episode of A Very Brady Podcast is brought to you by Fun.com, the best place on the web to find officially licensed gifts, clothing,
1: costumes, toys, and more. Fun.com also offers a variety of exclusive products that they make themselves and you won't find anywhere else. Search great brands like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Care Bears, and many more. Click the fun.com link in today's show notes to see the latest products and also save 10% site-wide through August 7th, 2021. Your savings is automatically added to your cart, so just click and shop. Fun.com, your go-to destination for exciting and unique gifts. We are back. Nice. All right. So we got season three, episode 22, entitled My Fair Opponent. Well, let's get into it. Facts about the episode. It first aired on March 3rd, 1972, written by Bernie Kahn, directed by Peter Baldwin. Nice. That's Alec Baldwin's like weird uncle or something. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh. He's like the 12th Baldwin. Yeah. According to IMDb, interestingly, Debbie Storm, who plays Molly, was a, was the original choice to play Jan. However, she lost the role to Eve Plum after Ooh, Sherwood dang. Schwartz decided to cast blonde girls as the three Brady daughters. You think they were fighting on set? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, because uh, she lost to a Brady, which didn't happen in this episode. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so in that, in that scene, like they were just
2: recording her talking to Eve Plum. <laughs> yeah, pretty
1: much. All right, so you ready to get into it? I am ready to get into it. All right. so we fade. Man, right off the bat, you got a long one. Holy crap. Okay. I know, I know.
2: <sighs>
1: Here we go. Okay. We fade in. Scene one. In the backyard, we see Marsha coming home from school. She looks very annoyed and even kicks a basketball out of her way. She walks in through the sliding glass door and into the family room and slams it shut. Ooh, man.
2: Ooh. So like right off the bat, you can you can tell that obviously Mike hasn't come home from work yet because that backyard is fucking trash. <laughs> and Emo, cousin Emma wasn't there either. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um but also I, I thought it was funny how the curtain got stuck in the door and she had to like <laughs> she had to stop and open the door back up and pull the curtain in and shut it again. Just I don't know. <laughs> That's just funny. You could tell I wasn't planned. It was just funny. Yeah. All right, scene two. In the kitchen, we see Cindy drawing a smiley face along with a have a nice day uh, on the chalkboard. Uh, All yeah, right. Marsha walks in. Cindy greets her. And Marcia turns back to look at what Cindy has drawn and crosses out nice hmm. and changes the smiley face into a frowny face oh. and walks off. How does she walk off, Tag? In a huff. Oh, damn it. Cindy, uh, <laughs> Cindy is in disbelief. Hmm. How dare she! How my d- first thought, first of all, mo- how dare you! <laughs> my first thought was, man, I hope Alice didn't write a recipe on that chalkboard. <laughs> no,
1: she probably did. That would suck. Wouldn't it? But then you my see, second, you see, Alice walk out and she looks at the chalkboard. He goes, "Fucking a!" And she just walks out. But the, the
2: second thought was, isn't that usually over by the fridge? No. Yeah, it's usually that chalkboard's spot. back behind the fridge. And yeah, so it. I started. I started looking at the scene again. And if you, if you look at it, the pantry door looks like it's open all the way to yep. block the spot where the chalkboard usually is. Oh, is that not
1: the usual spot? I Mm-mm. guess I no, don't usually notice. it's
2: back on the wall that, that goes behind the refrigerator.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's against this the one, back wall. Yeah. This one was
2: on the wall that separates the kitchen from the den. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't
1: even notice. And it huh. said he's standing
2: on a chair for some reason. Um, yeah. Yes, I thought it was and also I liked the way Cindy when when Marsha was walking away, Cindy gave this look like, bitch?
1: (laughs) (sighs) All right, scene three. Marsha continues through the living room, and as she reaches the stairs, Mike comes out of his den and greets her. Marsha ignores him and stomps up the stairs. Mike sarcastically asks, Something wrong, huh, Marsha? Marsha stops halfway up the stairs and says, Ugh there sure is. My senior class just played the dirtiest trick I've ever heard of. Mike, afraid to ask, does anyway. Oh uh, yeah, what what kind of trick? Marcia goes on. Well, the kids at school I'm so mad I can't even talk about it. Marcia spins back around and stomps on up the stairs and leaves. How does she leave Tack?
2: In a huff. Damn it.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. huh.
2: Yeah, it sounds like they stole her sense of humor. It sounds like that's maybe what the dirty trick was. <laughs> She's apparently the only one in school that doesn't think this is funny.
1: So uh-huh. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <It's> just, I, <laughs>
2: uh, this is, I don't know, at the time this was probably new, but watching this you're just like, wow, okay. Anyways, scene four. Up in the girls' room, Marsha is putting her books away in her dresser drawer for some reason,
1: and Mike (laughs) and Carol enter
2: the room. (laughs) She wants to hide it. She don't want people to realize she's smart. (laughs) Carol says, Marsha, honey, I think you better tell us what what this is all about. Carol's so fucking nosy. Like... She don't care about her daughter. Mike was like, Oh man, Carol's upstairs. Marsha's upset about something." Well, ooh, ooh, what is she upset about? Well, I don't know. If she didn't tell me, well, let's go upstairs and see what she's upset about. Like she don't give a shit about Marsha. She just wants to know the dirt. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> Marsha, honey, I think you better tell us what this is all about. Mike asks, uh, what was the trick your senior class pulled? Marsha walks over to her bed and sits down. well, this afternoon, my class had nominations for the host of the senior banquet night. They nominated two girls, and one of them was Molly Weber. Carol asks, "And you think you deserve it?" <laughs> Marsha says, "Please, have you seen me? <laughs> get your head out of your ass, Carol!" <laughs> no, get <laughs> <called it> Carol. <laughs> <laughs> No, she didn't say. That. No, she didn't say. Marsha says, No, that's not the point. Mike then asks what the problem is. Marsha goes on, Molly's the matter. Poor Molly. She's She's not really that attractive. She's <laughs> shyest, the most. She's completely wrong to be banquet night hostess. Naive Carol asks, Then why did the kids nominate her? <laughs> Marsha asks or Marcia says for a joke, a terrible, terrible joke. The other girl they nominated Patty Halberts is the most popular girl in the class. Mike trying to be sensitive asks, well, does this girl Molly know it's a joke? Marsha says, no, not yet. She was so thrilled to be nominated that it went right over her head. And when the teacher selection committee interviews Patty and Molly for their choice, Poor Molly. She'll be sorry she was ever born. Mike adds, Is that a threat? If you're so... What's that? Mike's like, is that a threat? <laughs> <laughs> if you're so upset about it, maybe you can find a way to help her. Carol adds, Right. Lots of people blow off steam for what they think is wrong. Very few people are willing to get involved and do something about it. Marcia proudly states, I'm willing to get involved. Mike nods and says, then give it some thought, honey. Mike and Carol then walk out. Marsha just sits on her bed
1: contemplating. So I have a real hard time thinking that Molly was excited to get nominated. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's hard to believe. I don't think she was. Right. I can't because you've seen we see her later how she is. Well, plus somebody says hi to her and she's like,
2: eh. Well, plus adding to the fact that obviously her and and molly aren't really that good of friends yet so right. this shy girl somehow let the entire school know how excited she is to get nominated <laughs> when she doesn't <laughs> talk to anybody so right um doesn't make sense but also what is at this point what does marcia think she can really do that's not going to make her look jealous
1: well i think you know what I mean? like, marcia does a pretty good job but she actually does so
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, it's like, I don't know. I didn't see it again. I watched these in sequence. I like a lot of people. I watched this in syndication, but there's a lot of episodes you don't, you haven't seen if
1: you're just watching a syndication. So, yeah. All right. Scene five down in the kitchen. Alice has just completed making all the lunches for the kids for school. Carol tosses an apple in the air, catches it and places it in the last bag and says, well, that's it. Alice six lunches. Alice still holding the sandwich asks, hey, one corned beef sandwich left over. Carol says, meh, don't worry about it. We can recycle it tomorrow and use it for hash. One of the kids can skip a meal. (laughs) It's too hard to look in the bags. Yeah. Good job, Carol. (laughs) It's not like they're stapled. (laughs)
2: Like
1: Jesus. (laughs) Just then, Greg, Jan, Cindy, and Bobby come running down into the kitchen making a mess of noise. All while grabbing their lunches and heading out the door. Alice says, We need a crossing guard for the kitchen, Mrs. Brady. Carol just laughs. So wait a minute. Greg
2: comes down and grabs his packed lunch. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet just in the last episode or the episode, yeah, I think it was the last episode, he mm-hmm. was talking to some girl on a phone saying he ate barbecue for dinner for lunch. Okay. <laughs> so like, does he pack his lunch or does he buy it?
1: Maybe he switches it out. Oh, mm-hmm. Right. But I know what Senior talked about. He's like, no, how was the barbecue? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't think they would have packed in barbecue for lunch. Like,
2: I don't no. see that happening.
1: No. Uh, Marsha and Peter walk into the kitchen. Marsha says, Mom, I've been thinking and thinking of a way to help Molly Weber. Peter grabs his lunch as he walks past Marsha and he says, I know a way. Marsha lights up and says, What? Tell me. Peter stops, turns to Marsha and says, Put a bag over her head. That'd be a big help. Peter laughs at his own joke. Carol says, Peter, that's not nice. Peter then walks off. Marcia turns back to Carol and says, I'm afraid that's what all the kids think about Molly, Mom. Carol, trying to be helpful, says, well, not everyone can be a raving beauty. Alice chimes in and says, right. Just ask my mirror. Marsha goes on, it's not just her look so much, it's the way she talks and her shyness. She's so awkward. God. I just Marcia wish I- is ripping this girl apart without even realizing it. And her
2: hair. And she has this odor that comes from her. And her teeth are all fucked up. Like, yeah,
1: she just doesn't stop. It's crazy. And she has a ponytail and glasses. <laughs> I just wish I could think of a way to make her more attractive to the teachers. What? <clears throat> and selection committee. <laughs> wow okay. that's really how you get away <laughs> you get far mom that's how you get good grades yeah alice says well that kind of magic only happens in movies marcia tells alice and carol goodbye and heads out the door but then suddenly stops with an idea marcia runs back into the kitchen and says hey do you remember my fair lady alice and carol nod marcia continues Well, remember how Professor Higgins took the plain Cockney flower girl and changed her into a beautiful cultured lady? Alice says, oh, yeah, I saw that picture four times. Which I thought was like an odd number to like, it's a weird flex, Alice. (laughs) It's weird to say like four times.
2: I saw it four times.
1: (laughs) and It seems like one of those comments would be like, okay. (laughs) It's like with four different men? Nope, by myself every time. That's not the point. Harry. Anyway, Marcia smiles and says, well, maybe I can do that in real life. Carol says, hey, maybe you could. There's an article in one of my magazines about improving yourself. Maybe that could help. Marcia says, I'll get started on that right away. I'll bring her home after school. Carol says, honey, don't hurt her feelings, okay? <laughs> Marcia says, okay, I'll ease into it. Bye. Marcia then heads out the door to school.
2: So for the first thing, obviously Alice still hasn't found that lying mirror that she talked about last week because she's <laughs> still that shit is still irritating Are You hear <laughs> Yeah. <that's> um true. <laughs> Also, like use it for hash. What are they talking about? Corn beef hash.
1: You never oh, I thought corn beef they said hash? it was
2: turkey for some reason. Okay. All right. I must have missed something. It was um, a corned beef sandwich. And I thought it was funny that Carol doesn't care that one of her kids would go hungry. <laughs>
1: I know. That's what I'm <laughs> it's so difficult just to look in all the bags real quick to make sure everybody has a sandwich. Yeah. So who's going to come on and be like, I didn't have a fucking sandwich for lunch. And now it's going to be like, ah, you're the one. Okay. I was going to yeah. figure it out, but your mom said no. <laughs>
2: well, I figured you probably had money on you. I don't know. You can probably buy a lunch. Um, also, um, also Al, if I was directing this, I would have changed it to To Alice saying, oh, that kind of magic only happens on TV shows. Just that just would have been funny. I don't know. Like, it's (laughs) it's such a corny joke, but it would have been funny. Um, But also, like, so does this mean if she's talking about being Professor Higgins, like. Mm -hmm. A, does that mean that Marsha and this girl are (laughs) going to (laughs) date? And second, is that what Carol really thinks? Because she's like, honey, don't hurt her feelings. Okay, you know, this ain't really My Fair Lady. You know, they're not really going to date at the end of all this, right? Like, that was just a movie. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I don't. wouldn't put it past Carol. She's not the brightest. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Scene six. After school, we see Marsha coming home from school through the backyard. She has the most disturbing beast in tow with her. <laughs> it's Molly Weber. Uh God. Molly is wearing a dress First off Yeah She has a ponytail oh, Right yeah That's one of those things that looks like Well a pony's tail <laughs> yeah. And see these things on my face Yeah She has oh. these Exactly Yeah really style. I mean But wait a oh. minute She has She has all three at the same time Oh god Yeah <sighs> I could hardly keep my tag. I could hardly keep my dinner down when I was watching this episode. It was disgusting. I totally get it. Yeah. Meanwhile, the boy, (laughs) meanwhile, the boys are shooting some hoops and see Marsha walking towards them with this vile creature alongside of her. (laughs) Marsha says, Hey, this is Molly. She turns to Molly and goes, (laughs) no, All right, just, just that joke was funny. Um, <laughs> I forgot is, about that. <laughs> hey, this is Molly. She turns to Molly and, with a tone as as if she's talking to a small child, she says, "Molly, these are my brothers: Greg, Bobby, and you know Peter. Can you say Peter, Molly?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guys greeted with a "Hello." Molly manages to squeak out a small hey through her disgusting snarled mouth <laughs> we got to the sliding door and we see Jan and Cindy watching through the family room actually they're gawking at this thing that's in their yard
1: Jan actually had her hands up like she's looking through glass <laughs> I
2: mean, if she lost her balance she went, she went through <laughs> um, Marcia smiles and adds we're studying together. Greg, with a tone as if someone just died, says, that's nice.
1: <laughs> Marcia nice. now
2: seemingly annoyed, says, come on, Molly. Marsha and Molly then go, hey, Eminem. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Eminem, then go inside. Peter then says to the boys, didn't I tell you that she was a wipeout? <laughs> Greg has a guilty look on his face and says, she's not too bad looking. Bobby says she isn't too good looking either, then snatches the basketball from Greg and shoots a layup.
1: Hmm. No, she wasn't that bad looking at all. He was literally just a ponytail and glasses. I
2: mean, yeah, yeah, it was. And yeah, yeah, to
1: me or anybody else, An in a dress the world, that didn't fit. That's not like a turnoff. Right. So.
2: Just I don't know. Give her a dress that didn't fit and like I don't know, ponytail and glasses. I don't know. Um, <laughs> something that we can change later. <laughs> but this, this scene did remind me of that scene from none of the teen movie. Like, look at her. She's got a ponytail and glasses and overalls who wears overalls. Um, <laughs> but also good thing. She didn't play Jan. Cause she's like taller than Marsha at this point. Like if she would play Jan, the middle child would have been taller. So, yeah. Um, but also, um, speaking of nerds, why doesn't Jan have glasses on? Oh, well, she does later.
1: I think. And she does definitely she- does in the next episode. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right scene bon. in the family room jan and cindy are working on a puzzle at the table cindy asks is molly with her jan warns cindy and says yes and remember she's very shy so if you're gonna say anything <laughs> to her at all say something nice this is genius
2: telling cindy to not say something like this is yeah. <laughs> this, uh, there's no, no better idea to work out this situation than to just <laughs> right. talk to Cindy. It's perfect. Yeah.
1: Says, say something nice.
2: Exactly, yeah.
1: Just then, Marcia walks in with Molly, and Marcia introduces her to Jan and Cindy. Cindy remembers the advice Jan had just given her and says, Hi, Molly. It's nice to meet you. We always have nice people visit us. That's a very nice dress you're wearing. Nice glasses, too. You really look nice today, even though I never met you before. <laughs> wow. Jan has a look of awkwardness on her face. Marsha, too, has a look of embarrassment on hers. Molly just shyly looks at the floor.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my only note is basically, if you wouldn't have told Cindy anything, she would have done better than that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they say anything at all to Cindy. It doesn't at this point they should know that oh
1: my god who what is this
2: (laughs) they should have run out crying that would have been funny (laughs) scene eight in the next room in the kitchen mike comes up to carol who is pretending to make a salad and pulls the (laughs) lid off of the pot on the stove and asks hey honey what smells so good she says i just farted no Um, (laughs) hey honey what smells so good pulled my nose right out of the den. Carol puts a stop to that shit with the quickness and says, uh-uh-uh, nope, that pot and that pot pointing to Mike's belly will have to stew for another hour. Oh, dear. Just then, Marsha comes in with Molly into the kitchen. M&M. Mm-hmm. Marsha <laughs> introduces Molly to Mike. Ooh, triple M. <laughs> Sorry. And Carol, Mike and Carol both greet her, but Molly just sheepishly says, Hi. (laughs) Marsha tells him, we're going to go do some homework together. Carol asks, "Uh, would you care for a snack before you start, Molly? Molly, without looking up from the ground, simply says, no, thank you, ma'am." Mike adds, well, just make yourself at home. Marsha then quietly says, come on, Molly. And they exit the kitchen, but as they do... Molly accidentally knocks off a bowl of carrots onto the floor. Oh, jeez! Molly shrieks out, I'm sorry, don't beat me. That's what it felt like. like She's terrified. And bends down problems to pick at him home, up, Molly. <laughs> and bends down to pick him up. Carol squats down along with Marsha to help pick him up. Carol says, Oh, honey, that's okay. Molly continues, I mean, really, I am sorry. Marsha consoles Molly, saying, Molly, it could happen to anybody. And then tells her to come with her upstairs and they both exit. Mike and Carol just look at her leave. And Mike says, that kid is afraid of her own shadow. Carol sighs and says, I'm afraid professor Marcia Marsha Higgins has a work cut out for her.
1: Hmm. that really is concerning that you brought up a good point. I didn't even think of yeah. like, I feel like she's probably beaten at home. Well, that's, that was my first trigger. I mean, it's just being a parent,
2: I'm sure. But when I saw her behavior, I'm like, she, she's, too afraid to look somebody in the eye. She obviously has mm-hmm. low self-esteem. That's probably why she's dressed like that and puts her hair like that. And
1: she's terrified <laughs> like of everything. Like,
2: like she's she spilled something somehow. in the kitchen
1: and she like flipped
2: out. like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Don't hit me. You know, it's like,
2: yeah, she's been abused somehow to me. Those would be the, the, the if the, if Caitlin brought a girl home that acted like that, God, I'd have to talk to my wife and be like, yeah, do we need to talk to this little girl? Make sure she's okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. But also I thought it was adorable that, you know, Carol was pretending to cook again. Um, <laughs> so you, you've been trained to cook, you know, you've yep. been you've went to culinary school. If the stew is already smelling that good, and I'm assuming it's a stew because she uses the verb stew, yeah, wouldn't that indicate that it's been cooking for a while? You know, what I mean, when you're yeah, putting ingredients sure like carrots into it, it's not going to start smelling right away. So, what the hell is Carol cutting carrots for? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, that's probably why it has to cook for like another hour, almost, because she's about to put fresh carrots in there, which those take for fucking ever to soften. No, what up. I think
2: it is, I think Alice told her <laughs> to cut carrots, to keep her busy. <laughs> so, like, Carol had nothing to do with that stew at all. Like, no. that's all Alice. Yeah, Alice had some leftover carrots. She wasn't sure what she was going to do with them. Do with them. So she's like. Miss Mrs. Brady, would you like to cut up some carrots for me? So that's all Carol's doing. She's just cutting up carrots. She ain't actually
1: cooking anything. <laughs> so Carol, not Carol, but Alice made the stew. knew it's going to yeah. take a while and then Carol was like, "Hey, can I help? Um, you can cut up those carrots over there." Exactly. And then so it's going to be like another hour or so, Mrs. Brady. And mm-hmm. so she's like, "I have to go to the bathroom." And really she's sitting like in a nice bath right now. <laughs> she's just yeah. relaxing. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, she's going to come out and be like, what do you want me to do with these carrots? I'm like, I can just throw them <laughs> away.
2: <laughs> just put them in a Ziploc bag, Mrs. Brady. I'll use them. And just tosses them. Um, <laughs> Thank you my, for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> my only other note is, um, yeah, she doesn't look shy. She looks miserable. There's a big difference. There's a difference between a kid that's depressed and a kid that's shy. You know, that girl's depressed. Probably because yeah, she didn't my, get the part.
1: My son is like very shy as well.
2: Yeah, but he don't act like that, does he?
1: Um, not I mean, me, not my, with my me. My son is shy, too. but Not with me, but around, like, new people he's never met. Like, he literally, if he'd never met you and he came over, he would, as soon as he you saw him, he would run to his room and shut the door.
2: Right. But, I mean, he wouldn't look at the floor and act like, he, like his dog just died.
1: <laughs> no. And then be,
2: like, afraid of you if he dropped something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But I could see, like, being that way, like, basically what happens is, like, she wants, like, she basically wants to be invisible. Right. And then just her, she just wants to get out of the room and have people stop looking at her. And then now she just spilled something. Now every all the attention is on her and it freaks her out. I well, get see, that. see, like,
2: like, Jake has social anxiety pretty bad. <clears throat> yeah. And if she, in certain situations, he knows he can't run away. It's just not feasible. So he tends to, like, kind of, like, stand behind somebody or... Pretend like he's on his phone or pretend like he's preoccupied so that he doesn't have to join yeah. the conversation. Lucas right. shy, but he's only four. Lucas shy, but he just awkwardly grins and just like, okay. Like he doesn't like, so <laughs> yeah. I have two kids that are shy. and need one of them act like this, but I don't know. As yeah. a parent, it would worry me.
1: Yeah. I don't know what My girls, they were not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay. <what> Let's <laughs> talk to anybody anywhere yep. and have like long time. Mean, you have to go. Okay. That's enough. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, scene nine. Upstairs in the girls' room, Marcia sits on her bed studying while Molly sits on Jan's bed studying as well. She opens a binder and a few colored pencils fall out of it onto the bed. Molly says, I'm the clumsiest creature on earth. Marcia, trying to be helpful, says, nah, I've done that a million times. Molly then says, I can't imagine why the girls nominated me to be hostess for the senior banquet. See, that's right there. She wasn't fucking happy. Right marcia trying be to funny, be marcia was
2: like i know right well i'm so glad you get the joke like <laughs> what it's a
1: joke <laughs> Oh, thank god i thought you were like excited about it <laughs> marcia trying to make her feel better lights up and says but they did and i think that's terrific honor mm. molly who's still not looking up from the floor says but i know i don't have a chance to win it Marcia stands and up. And
2: she looks up through her eyebrows like, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> that's what you think too, right? Right. right. <clears throat> Marcia stands up and states, now that's the wrong attitude. You need to stop all that mess. <laughs> You've got to you be positive. Molly says, I am positive. Positive I'm going to lose. <laughs> Sally Holbert is the most popular girl in the class. Marcia says, well, I think you have a good chance. If you really cared. Molly, now who's finally looking at Marsha in the eye, says, I do care. This is the biggest thing that's ever happened in my life. But look at me. Marsha, who's seriously trying not to sound like a bitch, says, you know, Molly, there are lots of things you could do to improve yourself if you really tried. Dang. <laughs> Molly asks, I could? Marsha says, Sure. Marsha stands up in front of her and says, for one thing, would you mind taking off your glasses? And she goes, okay. She goes, and now your shirt. And then reminds her she's not going to get paid today. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Now, Molly then removes her glasses and apparently can't see Dick without them. squints and stares at Marsha. Marsha then looks her over and lights up and says, Wow, you've got beautiful eyes. I couldn't see them before when they were covered by clear glass.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And magnified so they're bigger.
1: (laughs) Have you ever thought about wearing contact lenses? Molly says, well, I've got some, but I figured what's the use? It's like trying to make a scarecrow win a beauty contest. (laughs) God. Molly then laughs at her little joke. Marsha goes on. Molly, there are other things you could do that will really help. Molly asks, you think so? And she goes, well, Peter suggested a bag. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Marcia says, come on. The the kids at school tomorrow are going to see a brand new Molly. Molly gets up to follow Marcia and says, I hope so. I sure will be glad to get rid of the old one. Then they exit the room.
2: I couldn't help thinking, how funny would it be? If Jan came in.
1: <laughs> That's my point exactly in my note.
2: Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I just would have been
1: hilarious. <clears throat> well, what, in case the listeners don't know what you're referring to, because we had a whole fucking episode about how yeah, glasses exactly. don't yeah, matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what's inside that counts. Glasses don't mean well, anything. I well, was, I was looking at it from the perspective
2: of Jan's literally the only person in the family that wears glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she was like, right I'll in. be
1: ugly. And you're like, no, you're not ugly. Those are cool. And <laughs> she that, like
2: if Jan came walking in as soon as Marsha goes, Well, if you take off those hideous glasses, I mean those cool glasses. <laughs> so you don't want to make you know compete with Jan. <laughs> take off those glasses. Now you're pretty. Wow. <laughs> also that's all um, it takes. When they leave, they all, they run out of the room. <laughs> they should have had Molly run into the wall on the way out and that just <laughs> that Well she funny. did. She ran into the bed. Oh, did she? Oh, I didn't
1: see that part. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's not she, <laughs> she hit the corner of the bed and was like, oh.
2: The wall would have been funnier if she just would have missed the doorway <laughs> completely and just smacked into the wall. Yeah.
1: Or the door. Yeah. That just Yeah, that would know. have been funnier for sure. <laughs> hmm.
2: Scene 10. Moments later, down in the family room, Marsha is standing in front of Molly as she stands there. Marcia smiles and says Hi there. Molly, while still looking at the ground with zero emotion, says, Hi there, Marsha. (laughs) Marsha walks closer to Molly and says, Molly, you have to look at people to talk to them. Once more, this time be louder and smile. Be friendly. Molly takes her advice, looks at her, and does half a smile and says, Hi there, Marsha. Marsha says, well, that was better. Marsha walks around here and goes on, Now straighten your back. The key words are poise and dignity. Molly repeats, poise and dignity. Hmm. Marsha says, Right, so stand up straight and proud. Molly stands up a little straighter. Marsha goes on, That's it. Now chest out. What? (laughs) (laughs) Molly just looks at her and says, It is out.
1: Not everybody can have tits like yours, Marsha. I was floored <laughs> when I heard
2: this. I'm like, what? Like they did a boob joke on the Brady Bunch? <laughs> <laughs> Marsha says, okay. She walks around Molly and says, hi there, Molly. Molly smiles, waves, and says, hi there, Marsha. Marsha smiles and says, Good. <laughs>
1: It was actually uh, a really good delivery by her good. I actually went back and watched it again because mm. Marcia just looked it was just I don't know her delivery she like smiles mm. and goes, good. You know, I just <laughs> I don't know, I Looked really sincere. So
2: I I I kind of see what Marcia means by look at somebody when you talk to them. Yeah. Because in a strange way, that little tiny note made Molly like not as hideous and grotesque as she was in the first scene that we saw.
1: I wasn't gagging as much as soon exactly, she started yeah, doing it. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially I mean, when I, she took her glasses uh, glasses off. I still
2: I still like dry heaved, but this time nothing came yeah. up.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Scene 11. Later, we are treated to a montage of Marsha helping Molly become something she's not. In the living room, Marsha has Molly walking and balancing a book in her head. Upstairs in the girls' room... She's hemming her dress up a good six inches from where it was. Molly seems a bit uncomfortable with it, but Marcia insists. Next, in the bathroom, is putting curlers in Molly's hair. Way to be a trooper, Molly. a girl. <laughs> so a couple of notes. One is she had the
2: book thing down until she turned around really quick and knocked him off her head. <laughs> yeah. like she totally walked across the room perfectly and then she turned around and they fell down. It's like, well. Uh, wah, second, wah, wah. even Mar- even Molly thinks that Marsha's dresses were too short. That makes <laughs> yeah. me feel a little bit better about notes I've had in the past. Like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, it's not a normal thing back then. No, it's not a normal <laughs> thing. She's a normal girl. Like, like, um, are, you, are you out of your fucking mind? I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not walking around in a shirt in my underwear. <laughs>
2: Scene 12. The next day, an attractive young girl comes walking into the Brady backyard. She walks up to all the boys who are working on a bicycle. The girl says to them, hi there. Greg nonchalantly says, hi. The young vixen looks Peter in the eyes and says, how you doing? (laughs) Greg and Peter both do a double take and stand up. Greg asks, Molly? Peter smiles at her and says, wow. Wow. You look great. Not nearly as ugly as you did yesterday. I mean, that's basically what they're saying. Yeah. Not at all like you. I mean, I mean, Molly smiles and says, that's okay. See you. And she walks off. Greg and Peter just stare at her ass as she walks off. Peter pipes up and says, did I say she was a wipeout? Greg, while still staring at Molly like she's food, says, well, yeah. Uh, I just wiped her back in. Peter just laughs. laughs. You know,
1: like, <laughs> it was so funny the way Greg stands up and look in his face like, Oh shit, okay. Okay. <laughs> look at homegirl over here. Um <laughs> he, was, he was looking at her like she was food.
2: <laughs> my only she note was is a snack. <laughs> My only note is imagine that slutty Greg is back. Hmm imagine that Greg thinks she's hot just you know she has two legs
1: and two arms and a pulse <clears throat> alright scene 13 in the kitchen Carol is standing on a step stool, reaching up into a high cabinet Carol hears a knock on the back door and she asks who is it? Molly's voice is heard saying it's me Mrs. Brady Molly. Carol smiles and says oh honey come on in Molly walks up to Carol looks her in the eye and says hi Carol, a bit surprised, says, Molly, you look lovely. Molly says, thanks, I'm supposed to meet Marsha here. Carol says, sorry, she isn't home yet. Molly says, that's okay, can I help you? Carol laughs at the clumsiest creature on earth and says, oh, be careful now. (laughs) Right? 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 (laughs) Don't be breaking my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Molly just laughs and says, don't worry, I've given up clumsy. And she hands her a stack of plates. Carol takes the plates and says, I just can't get over the change in you, Molly. Molly says, thank you. It's sort of a trial run for me. I'm going to school tomorrow for the first time as the new me. Carol nods her head and says, well, I'm sure all the kids at school are in for a big surprise. Molly goes on. And it's all due to Marsha. Carol says, well, you can wait upstairs in her room if you like. Jen and Cindy are up there. Molly says, thank you. And as she's leaving the kitchen, Alice walks out from the laundry room (laughs) and Molly greets her. Alice takes a double take and asks, Molly? Alice gets a huge grin on her face, steps closer to her and says, well, hey. (laughs) Carol says, well, Alice what do you think of the preview of the new Molly without looking up from Molly? Alice says preview that's opening night. Molly smiles and says, thanks Alice and leaves the kitchen while Alice just stares, bites her lip as she leaves. She literally was biting a lip. Yeah. I didn't make this shit up.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> Alice was, she was turned on for sure i'm sorry well she already did it with like the mail kid or whatever he was so, I
1: mean, <laughs> no, the grocery boy exactly uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. let me turn you around you little snack i, I,
2: I thought it was funny that Car- <laughs> carol was straight up like don't be breaking my shit
1: because <laughs> <laughs> that was her
2: attitude. like uh i don't know can you help me without breaking my shit
1: um <laughs> did you add don't be breaking my shit i did yeah, yeah. okay I, I was like i don't remember writing that but okay <laughs> I love
2: how everybody is, is pretty much like, man, you're not nearly as fugly as you were. Like, it, I mean, they were straight up saying that shit to her face. That's kind of fucked up. Um, <laughs> I really
1: love the next scene.
2: <laughs> I'll, but going to school with that big of a change like, would scare the shit out of me. Like for real.
1: I, I thought of that too. Cause she's like, and then especially Carol's like, everybody's going to be, wow like big surprise for everyone i'd be like uh never mind i'm not gonna do it then (laughs) but i mean growing up you were always willing to
2: take more chances like that than me yeah i think you've only ever seen me with like three hairstyles (laughs)
1: like like pretty much one
2: one per decade is what i go with they
1: just got shorter as the years went on as the decades went on
2: (laughs) yeah if you would have came over and like did a makeover like that in high school i I wouldn't have gone to school the next i would have called in like (laughs) yeah no, I don't, um, yeah. And then I thought it was funny. Alice was like, man, I'm going to have to hang my undies on the, on the, the clothesline again <laughs> <laughs> after saying that. That was funny. <laughs> Alice was yeah. all hot and bothered. Um, <laughs> scene 14 as Molly moves towards the stairs, she passes Mike. She says, hi, Mike looks at her and asks Molly halfway up the stairs. Molly stops. Looks back, leans down on the handrail with one hand, and says, Nice to see you again, Mr. Brady. Mm. Then she turns and continues up the stairs. Mike, Mike, while still in shock, says, Nice to see you too.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, like that whole... That whole lean into Mike saying, right? Hi. I saw, I was like, what is I've that? I've seen, I've seen porn, porn start yeah, off like that. Like, that was a
1: straight up porn move. Yeah. That like, was, she yeah. like leans down and was like, nice to see you, Mr. Brady. Mm.
2: That was a, like, yeah. <laughs> my note says, that was a, hey, Mr. Brady, you look nice today kind of <laughs> high. Like, that was, yeah. That was, what time does Mrs. Brady go to work? That was that kind of, yeah. High. Like,
1: I need a, Ride home after yeah. after this. Yes. Can you that give was me a ride a, home? Message. Can I stop by your office and
2: talk to you tomorrow? It was that kind of
1: hot. <laughs> Will you be giving me a ride home later?
2: Yeah, that was. Can I
1: ride? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> can I can I ride you home tonight? I mean, <laughs> I took a screenshot of that whole scene. I think I'm going to post it when this episode yeah, goes. Yeah, you out. should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, scene fifteen. Up in the girls' room, Molly enters where we see Jan sitting at the desk. While Cindy brushes Jan's hair, Molly says, hi. Jan says, wow, Molly, you're all put together. Molly sits at the end of the bed and says, Marsha really did it all. Cindy says, I wish she'd done that to me. Jan says, yeah, when you're ready. Cindy states, I'm ready, I'm ready. Just then, Marsha walks in and says, sorry I'm late. You guys get out. (laughs) Molly and I have some work to do. And she was like a fucking like mob boss. let like, I me mean, she everybody out of like, the room. She and acts like, like they don't share that room. <laughs> and they, they fucking like jumped up immediately. They did too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Janice and the exit of the bedroom, Marsha sits at the desk where Jan was. Molly asks, what's left to do? Marsha says your speech for the selection committee. Molly asks, are going to help me with it? Marsha says, yeah, right now. Molly says, "Marcia." Marsha, I really don't know how to thank you. I'll pay you back some way. Marcia says you can pay me back by being selected as hostess. Marcia then pulls out the speech and shows it to Molly.
2: I like how Cindy's comment was a throwback to last episode. She's like, "I'm ready." Did you not listen
1: to me last week?
2: I'm ready. You know what I mean? Like she wanted to be more mature. And
1: they're talking oh, about, like, your oh. makeover?
2: Yeah. I thought oh, kind of yeah. I didn't really put the yeah. two and
1: two together there. Okay. All right. So, I'm so confused on the timeline here. Like, because, like, yesterday they were working on, like, her glasses and everything, right? Right. Now it's after school the next day, right? Do, but do we know that it's after school? Well, where the hell was Marsha at?
2: Well, I don't know, because Carol never states that she's not back from school and says that she's not home. I think she comes walking in with books.
1: Oh, does she? Okay.
2: Maybe she was just at the library. Maybe. Maybe yeah. Because I I, I took to, it at it was the same day. Like she went home, changed, because I mean Marsha didn't perm her hair. She just put curlers in it. Right, right. So she probably went home, changed into the other outfit, and then came back. That's what I was assuming. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Scene sixteen. Later in the family room, Carol is arranging flowers in a vase. For some reason, as Marsha walks in from school, (laughs) Carol greets her. But Marsha simply says, hey, Hmm. Carol, getting frustrated, says, well, come on and tell me what happened at school today with Molly. Marcia nods and says, everybody thought Molly was a knockout. Carol says, you don't seem very excited about it. Marsha takes a deep breath and says, it's something else. Carol asks what it is. Marcia goes on, well, Patty Holbrett, the girl that's running against Molly, had to drop out. Her folks are going on vacation, and she won't be here for banquet night. Carol mm. brightens up and says, well, that's terrific. Then Molly will be the hostess. Marcia shakes her head and says, it doesn't work like that. Now the number three girl has to move up and compete against Molly. Carol asks, who was that? Marcia points to herself and says,
1: Meet number three. Hmm. Hmm. Carol still confused. Go. Well, where is she? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I was. I was waiting for Carol to bust out with. Marsha, don't make me interview you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um. Why does Why doesn't Marsha just do the opposite and borrow all of? molly's old clothes and her <laughs> glasses
1: she walks the school dressed just dressed just like molly <laughs> yeah. glasses and a ponytail in that yeah. shitty dress there you go are you Problem making solved you making <laughs> i like that part in greece are you making fun of me <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> some, some people are start touching. making fun of me riz all right, so let's take our next break. So, Marcia now has to compete against Molly for Banquet Night Hostess. Will she beat out the girl she literally groomed? Hmm, hmm, we'll be back. Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today, or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady bunch fan in your life. And hey guys. Let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right. The right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. Very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at TeePublic definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors. Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Tee Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day.
0: comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you wizards the podcast guide to comics is the podcast where adam and michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of wizard magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers massive crossover events and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college and that's not all we also bring you exclusive interviews with former wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation in our special series the wizard files and wait there's more you'll get mini episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded.
1: We are a uh, back.
2: Yes, we are. Man, I, I can't believe you can do that while doing a handstand. Like, doesn't your wrist get tired?
1: It does. I mean, it's really hard to I mean, I don't know if you're referring to the wrist that's holding up my whole body with just one hand no, or I'm talking about what I'm doing one. with the other one. I'm talking okay. about the other one, yeah, yeah. It it takes a lot of practice to keep like the what's the not the agility, but like Well, I was thinking like just the pace. Well, yeah, you have like, to keep that pace. I can barely see it. I know. You have to keep that pace. You have to to keep it going for that right. long. Yeah. yeah, To get like where you, what you're trying to achieve, you have yeah, yeah. to keep that pace. You can't slow down. I mean, it isn't there heat related to it, though? I mean, doesn't it get hot? A little bit of friction. A little okay. bit of friction. But, you know, I take care of that beforehand. <laughs> see Makes what I did sense. there beforehand?
2: Uh-huh. You, you know what I was thinking about in this episode? This episode, like, we've talked about how it reminds us of um, Not Another team movie. And it reminds us of she's all that. Yeah. And it reminds us of Pygmalion and it reminds us of my for lady and a yeah. couple of other Greek tragedies that we're not going to get into. <clears throat> you, you know that I just want to put out here for the audience. Like we would never do that.
1: What's that? Like take like, somebody and
2: w- yeah, we would never pick somebody. Yeah. Just to make fun of them.
1: No. I, I feel like you're leading somewhere but especially for a contest.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. See that segue? Okay. Because we we know who the winner is. <laughs> we do know. We're still not going to announce it till now. No,
2: we're not we're not going to tell you, but we know who the winner is.
1: <laughs> yeah, the contest is is over. Uh we know who the winner is, but we'll give you a hint.
2: We'll give you two hints. It's one person. Yep. And they like the Brady Bunch.
1: <laughs> Boom. This is true. Yes. Um, I do want to look at something real quickly while while I have everybody here and gathered. <laughs> so I wonder if all the people that didn't
2: win are going to feel like, like Jan did. You know what I mean? How so, you know, well, you know how J- in a lot of episodes that, or that one episode that Jan was really jealous of Marsha. So are they going to be like all jealous and then be like, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? Are they going to be like that?
1: <laughs> I don't think they'll literally say Marsha, 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 Jimmy. Oh, okay. Well, or will they? I don't, don't yeah.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't, they don't know. I might say
1: shit. <clears throat>
2: yeah. Or damn
1: it. <laughs> so, yeah. So the contest is over and we will be announcing the winner next episode yes. season finale. So, and remember that kids season finale is next week and, uh, we will be on a hiatus for about a month. I don't yes. know the exact date we're coming back, but we will let you know. Next we will episode. let you know on
2: the next episode, the season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we do know that the winner and, uh, congratulations, um, indeed. for all of those that didn't win. I mean, it, it's probably not a consolation, but the, you know, the, the box set that they won is available on Amazon. It's available, <laughs> on, it's available on what? On
1: Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Well, I mean, you,
2: you don't have to have Amazon Prime, but I mean, oh, well, yeah, it helps. Yeah. It helps to have it. um <laughs> It is available on there. I mean, if I know it's it's awesome to get something for free. I, me and Tech agree one hundred percent. But yeah. if you were looking at it, going, "Oh my God," it wasn't really exclusive to us, or to even um, the Retro Network. So, I mean, you can go buy it if you if you if that was something you really enjoyed,
1: and I think the price point's pretty good too. So. Yeah. Um, no, so, I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking we should give one away next season. Okay. Let's fucking do
2: it. Can we give it to me and you, so we don't have to keep hitting uh, <laughs> Jim <laughs> Jim <laughs> I
1: know. I'm. Gonna, you know. I'm gonna hit him up like in like a couple of weeks and go, "All right, Jim, these are the episodes And yeah. need yeah. sent to me." And he'll yeah. be like, "Right on it, boss." Because Jim's a, gonna be like, "What the cool fuck?" <laughs> Damn it, guys! Come on. He's probably just gonna like send us the DVDs, like just here.
2: <laughs> Fuck. At this point, I think like you know the Brady Bunch themselves are gonna send it to us and be like, "Can you guys please stop this and just watch the episodes?" <laughs> Hulu should send them to us. They're the ones not playing it. I know, dicks. Hulu, if you're listening, you you need to send us a
1: box set. Boom. <laughs> you owe us a box. You did. All so, right, so let's get back into this. Okay. <clears throat> when we left off ugly duckling molly was you mean fugly duckling (laughs) fugly duckling molly was nominated to run for hostess of the senior night banquet as a joke by her peers feeling sorry for her marcia takes on the job of making her over to be beautiful and confident so she can win and show those mean girls who is really the top dog but now marcia has just learned that due to a dropout she herself is now running against molly the one person she has taken under her wing to win. Oh, damn. Yes. <laughs> Scene 17. Later that evening, in the living room, Marcia is sitting on the couch with Carol. Marcia says, What a dumb predicament. All that work, and now I have to run against her. What am I going to do, Mom? Carol says, Well, I, but is quickly interrupted by Marcia as she says, I guess there's only one thing I can do, and that's drop out. If I happen to beat Molly, it would just crush her. Carol nods in agreement and says, well, why don't you? But as interrupted again, as Marsha says, on the other hand, I would just love to be hostess. It's a big event. Carol says, well, in that case, Marsha interrupts again and goes on. But then I couldn't do that to Molly. It means so much to her to be hostess. Carol says, oh, well, Marcia goes on, but it means a lot to me, too, you know? It's quite an honor. Carol says, oh, well, Marcia cuts in yet again and says, now I'd be miserable if I did that to Molly. Marcia thinks for a second and says, I'm going to drop out at school tomorrow. I'm going <laughs> to drop out of school. Oh, sorry. <laughs> drop out at school tomorrow. Carol <laughs> smiles, <laughs> pats her knee and says, you do that. Marcia says, I feel much better now. Thanks for all your help, mom. Carol says, oh, well, that's what mothers are for. Marsha then reaches over and kisses Carol on the cheek and walks off. Carol sits back on the couch beside herself, sighs and realizes what little she actually does to raise her own children. hmm For some reason, like the
2: way Marsha was talking in this reminded yep. me of John Ritter in Noises Off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, he's just like, he's always like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um... <laughs> i it's funny because i've had conversations with my daughter like this like and it's kind of funny how accurate <laughs> this actually is like this really happens sometimes um i th- i think march should just come clean you know what i mean like be supportive of her and stuff like that but just come clean you know what i mean i like, think they, they well, I mean she needs to if, if i was her and again i watch this in order i don't watch it first and then write notes later um no. If I was Marsha, I would just straight up just be like, listen, Molly, like, I have no choice but to run. I ran. I made third place. So now I have to run against you, but I'm still willing to help, and we can get ready together, and we can do each other's hair, and, you know, I can give you tips on what to wear, and we can still, you know, be pals about it, you know? So I think that yeah. would have been the better. But then again, it would be a boring episode. So.
1: I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, scene 18. The next day at
2: school, we see Marsha walking through the halls when Jan spots her and runs up to her. Jan says, Marsha, you haven't told Molly about you dropping out yet, have you? Marsha says, no. Jan goes on, good. I caught you just in time. Marsha asks, what do you mean? Jan continues, I have fantastic news. I was just in the principal's office and I just happened to hear that they're going to have a change in the guest of honor in the senior banquet tonight. Marsha asks, you mean it's not going to be the principal? Jan says, no, it's going to be Colonel Dick Whitfield, the astronaut. (laughs) Marsha lights up and says, Colonel Whitfield? The one that's going to the moon on one of the missions? Jan nods her heads. Her heads? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All of them. Uh, Jan nods her head. Marsha asks, are you kidding Jan says, it's true. He's one of the most famous graduates of this school. He's going to be the guest of honor. Isn't that fabulous? Marcia simply says, terrible. Jan, surprised by her response, says, terrible? Colonel Whitfield is going to escort the hostess on banquet night. Marsha says, that's what makes it terrible. It won't be me. Hmm. Jan says, you mean you're still going to drop out? Marsha goes on, Jan... I can't change my mind now. Not if I know what I'm doing isn't right. I'd be miserable. Jan says, look, you'd be miserable if you're not the hostess too. Won't you? Marsha says, Jan, I just have to drop out. Jan sighs and says, well, I hope you know what you're doing. Marsha sighs too and says, I do. It's just hard. That's all. So I was, I was Hmm. a little disappointed at the scene. Because they didn't have the establishing shot of the, the kid at the bike rack. There was an
1: establishing shot.
2: But they didn't have the establishing shot.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Because I the saw kids it and I was like, bike I rack. wonder if this is the one that Jimmy keeps talking about. I don't know. The I never saw talking. it.
2: But if it was there, I missed it. But the one with the, okay. the kid at the bike rack and then the two girls walking across the courtyard. <laughs> right. Um, but also, do kids really get excited about meeting astronauts? Like, is that really a thing?
1: Yeah. I've met a couple astronauts. And I thought it was cool as shit. Hmm. I mean, when you, you know, were this young? Yeah, I would think so. Oh, okay. I didn't meet it when I was this young. I met one like a couple years ago. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I did a little deep dive on Colonel Dick Whitfield. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's not real. So oh, okay. <laughs> um. So my uh, research was. I spent tens of seconds researching it so
2: i think there's a chris hatfield i think his name is but i think woodfield
1: well i figured he was like a real guy because spoiler alert when we see him later he's like a shitty actor so yeah and you know how like real people are they can't act or sports people can't act
2: i met um john glenn that's pretty cool john glenn and walter cronkite they came into ron john's one night looking for (laughs) together (laughs) they came in looking for postcards it was when John Glenn was going up in the space shuttle or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, And they came in looking for, not John. Yeah. They came in looking for uh, postcards for the space center to like mm-hmm. hand out as autographs and stuff. And they were looking for Ron John hats with the hair coming off of them. Yeah. I'm not kidding.
1: <laughs> silly guys. Yeah. Them silly bitches. <laughs> All right. Scene 19. Later, we see Molly walking outside at school. She walks up to some other girls hanging out. She greets them. One girl says, oh, hi, Molly. I love how you've changed. We were just talking about it. Molly thanks them and walks away. Marsha is now sitting alone on a bench when Molly walks up. Marsha greets her and Molly says, hi, Marsha. Like my new outfit? Marsha says, it's really pretty. Molly goes on. Everybody thinks so. Did you hear about the new guest of honor for banquet night? Isn't that fantastic? Marcia says, yeah, it'll be a real exciting evening for you. Molly says, well, the teachers haven't made the final selection yet. Marcia says, Molly, I'm dropping out. You see, I'm already on the yearbook committee and the graduation exercise committee. And well, I've just got so many things to do. Molly says, oh, that's too bad. You'd have made it a close race. (coughs) Marcia is surprised by Molly's comment and asks, What do you mean close race? You know who the fuck I am? I fucking made you. (laughs) Molly says, Well, it's amazing how popular I've become now that I've changed my looks and personality. (laughs) The whole school is talking about me. Marcia, now offended, says, Well, you did have a little help, you know. Molly calmly says, it was so creepy how calm she was through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Marcia was getting fucking spun up. And she just <laughs> Marcia, it doesn't make a difference how I got there. The point is that I've arrived. <laughs> Marcia gets wide-eyed and says, "Wow. I guess you think you can beat me easily." Molly says, "Why else would you drop out? You wouldn't be too busy if you thought you could win and be escorted by an astronaut." Marcia now, now ready to bring it on says, "Well, oh, maybe I'm not too busy after all." Molly still very calmly says, "Then go ahead and try to beat me." Molly then looks off and says, "Oh hi, Sally! Wait up!" and walks off. That was like their version of dropping a mic. Yeah, right. Marcia now has a look of determination on her face, picks up her sweater and walks off, as she storms off in a huff. Ah. Huh? Mm-hmm. She passes a few girls that try to talk to her about Molly, but Marsha completely ignores them and walks on past. So when she, when Molly said that,
2: wouldn't it have been funny if, if Marsha would have been like, wow, that was like way harsh.
1: (laughs) That was way harsh, Tie Like,
2: didn't that remind you of that? (laughs) That's the first thing I thought of was like, this is that scene from god,
1: That's another movie where they make
2: up a girl. Yeah. That's (laughs) the one I was saying, like, I'm going to be surprised if it doesn't remind you of this. (laughs) <laughs> and
1: it totally didn't, but now it does, now yeah. you're reminding me.
2: Um because yeah. it's the same like scenario. She helped tie, like, you know. I mean, I've never seen mm-hmm. that movie. It's a girl movie, but um <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> I still don't think Marsha handles this very well. Um in my opinion, Why? she should have just she should have just come clean and said she's running. Um she's running too and made the best girl win. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I Yeah. Um because like, okay she helps this girl you know not become a dork or whatever. And yeah. so this girl goes through all this trouble and if Marsha's plan would have would have panned out then what? This girl would have won without trying. Like how's that going to how's that going to build up her self-esteem at all? Yeah, that's true. It, the answer is the answer is it it won't. Well, it's not even learning. It's like it's one thing to for Marsha to, to legit try and for this girl to fail. Then it's like, well, yeah, but I fail against Marsha, that my teacher, the girl that taught me how to like not be a dork. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if she wins, it's like, holy crap, I beat Marsha fair and square. But Marsha just drops the out. <laughs> yeah, Marsha just drops out. She's gonna be like, so you didn't have any confidence in me. Like <laughs> yeah. the only way you thought I could win is if you just dropped out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Scene Dang. a twenty. Later that night in the boys' room, Greg is sitting on his bed reading. Jan knocks on the door and comes in. Jan asks, Marsha's working on her speech and wants to know if she can borrow some paper. Greg happily agrees and gets up to get it. Greg then asks, what's the speech for? Jan says, for the selection committee. It's one of those things they judge you on for banquet night hostess. Greg asks, I thought she worked on Molly's speech last week. Jan says she did. This one's from Marsha. Greg looks at Jan and says, Well, she said she was dropping out. Jan goes on, well, she isn't. Greg says, What changed her mind? Jan says, that monster she created. Molly's Molly's body is normal, but her head's bigger than a basketball. Oh. So everybody's head isn't as big as a basketball?
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's not, Jimmy. Wow.
2: You, you people are weird. Greg sighs and says, no, that's a female for you. Greg hands. <laughs> he says it like she's not a female. Just, um, Greg, hands well, point. Yeah. Greg hands Jansen. Greg hands some paper from Marsha and says, you can't trust one as far as you can throw an elephant. Jan Whatever somehow agrees and says, right. Greg continues. And they got brains. Of a gooey of a goonie bird? What the fuck is a goonie bird? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And they got the brains of a Goonie bird. Jan once again <laughs> says, Right. Hey, wait a minute. I'm one of them. Greg backpedals and says, Well, um, sisters are different. Jan says, Okay. Greg says, Tell Marsha good luck with her speech. Jan then hobbles out of the room.
1: Now I wrote hobbles because she did her typical Jan walk. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, and she like does that. She? she does that in the movie too. In the in the
2: parody, yeah, I know. I know. It, yeah. was so funny. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah that that shit cracked me up when Greg like, oh, <laughs> he just forgot that Jan's female. Like it's, that's funny because we made, we've made that joke. You know we've matured yeah. now. We make like fart jokes and stuff now. But we've matured out of that. That was like season two humor. Um, yeah, yeah. That hmm.
1: funny. Scene twenty one. A moment later, Jan walks into the girls' room and hands Marcia the paper Greg had just given her. Marcia thanks her, and Jan passes along the message from Greg about good luck. Marcia says, I'm going to need it. I used all the best words for the speech I wrote for Molly. Hmm. Hmm. That's, like, way harsh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Scene 22. Later, down in the family room, Marcia walks in where Mike and Carol are sitting. Mike is reading the paper while Carol is doing needlepoint. Marsha asks to speak to them and then says, the faculty committee judges us on several things before they decide on who to be hostess. And for one thing, you have to be able to dance for the first dance with the host. Carol says, shouldn't be any trouble for you, honey. You're a good dancer. Marsha <laughs> says, yeah, but I dance like this. Go ahead, Tech. Okay. It's like. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's what she did too. Uh, Marsha begins to snap her fingers and move back and forth. Marsha goes on in the banquet with all the teachers there. Well, we have to dance more like when you were kids. Ooh. Mike and Carol just look at each other. Mike says, I think she means way back in the old days. <laughs> Carol says, well, speak for yourself, senior citizen. Oh. Marsha asks, could you show me how to waltz properly? Mike surprised asks Waltz? Carol agrees to show her. Marcia walks over to the stereo and puts on some music. You know what you know what music she put on, tag? Waltz music? It was Moon River. Oh. I didn't know Moon River was a waltz. Was it in three four yeah, time? Yeah, it's a waltz. <laughs> it was sang by Supergirl on the Flash Supergirl crossover. Anyways, um <laughs> <laughs> Carol says, I'll show you the waltz, but your father can show you the show you the minuet. Mike says, oh, thank you from the bottom of my silk knee britches.
1: Oh, oh man, burn. that fucking burn.
2: Carol just laughs. laughs. As Mike and Carol get up to take the dance, Alice comes into the room to watch. Mike <laughs> and Carol begin to waltz together, and they do quite well. Marsha mm-hmm. even says, hey, you waltz really beautiful. Mike says, sure. You bet your are pa papa.
1: When I, I first look- heard that joke, I was like, I was like, oh, like the waltz. mm Alice notices and says,
2: oh, isn't that nice? You two haven't danced for a long time in like three years. Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Carol says, yeah. How come you never take me dancing? Mike looks at Alice and says, thanks. You had to open your big mouth. Big whore mouth. (laughs) After dancing for a few seconds, Carol bows out and passes Marsha on to Mike and says, now it's your turn, honey. Marcia steps in and begins to waltz with Mike. Mike counts with her, and he does a horrible job at it, and tells her that she's doing very well. After they dance for a few moments, Mike quickly spins around and grabs Alice and says, where are you at? And starts waltzing with Alice. Alice surprised by this, but plays along.
1: I thought this was a nice little scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a little different, and yeah. uh, it was just—I don't know—it was nice. It was a fun little scene. I don't know. It was cute, man. Um, that's how—that's how, that's how
2: Marsha dances. Like that's the- how kids dance back then. Like huh, that seems weird to me. That looks like some like middle-aged guy told her to dance that way.
1: <laughs> that doesn't weird look like the way they probably danced. It's almost like. A middle-aged man also tells them what's cool and how to dress and exactly. how to talk like yeah. a teenager. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, also, like, is it just me or Mike? Uh, Mike wasn't listening to the music because he wasn't, he wasn't keeping time at all. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know if Robert know. Reed has any kind of musical experience,
1: but he wasn't keeping time at all. Well, it might have been, the music might have been added in post. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's um, true. Or maybe there was a little bit of music on the set but like it was off time, but also music and post maybe I, I have to admit, Carol's a way
2: better dancer than Mike. Like, <laughs> cause she had brought at this point, she had Broadway experience. And so she's obviously more of a trained dancer than Robert Reed was. Um, yeah. and you can tell like, as soon as Marsha starts dancing, Carol's eyes immediately go down to her feet. So you can tell that she probably had a hand in kind of like probably showing her a little bit or at least <laughs> coaching her through it. Um, but also I have a feeling that the whole thing with Alice was not planned.
1: Oh, you don't think
2: so? Like, no, I got a feeling that Mike <laughs> just did it because I think she had experience too. So,
1: Well, there had to have been a reason why she'd come into the, I guess she had a line or two in there. So maybe so. Or maybe like the director said, hey, no, be funny. Mm. We're not going to tell, you Ambie okay. Davis this, but this is what you should do. And the, that was funny. Um, I had to waltz in a play once. So did I. Oh yeah. We, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Goose. We had to waltz. I forgot that you were in that show with me. Well, what yeah. show are you talking about? Uh, Sound of Music?
2: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. We waltzed in it?
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> I assume you did, too. Well, we did the Lindler. I know that. Yeah, right? yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We waltzed. It was the same. Not the same scene, but you and I did the, like, the mosquito dance. Right. And then we also had to waltz with a girl. And remember. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love <laughs> where? How you clarified that. Not with each other. With the <laughs>
1: no, no. Girl. <laughs> With the girl, no i was gonna bring up a story so like if you remember when the dance instructor was teaching us how a waltz and everybody was paired up except two guys and two girls which we right. were the two guys and there was two yeah. girls left right and then she was just like pick a partner like you guys just grab a girl and there was one attractive one and one not so much attractive mm-hmm. and you fucking you couldn't you you were this close to literally shoving me out of the way <laughs> to get to the attractive girl. And I was like, that's fine. That's fine. I'll dance with her. I'll Who know the was the attractive that? girl? I don't know. I have no idea.
2: I think I know the girl you're talking oh, about.
1: Melanie? Was that her name?
2: Melanie. I don't know. I can't remember.
1: I think her name was Melanie. I couldn't tell you any more than that. But I remember she was short, you know. But Did she have a sister? I don't even remember. Because I remember dancing sure
2: we- with a girl in one of those shows. And like me yeah. and her just clicked at dancing. We never talked to each other. We didn't even say hi to each other when we saw each other in school. But for some reason, when we danced, we danced really well together. Yeah. I can't remember what I, her name I was. enjoyed
1: the partner I was, quote, stuck with. <laughs> but uh, I actually liked her. She was really cool. And she was a good dancer. And we, we had a good time.
2: Right on. I had so, to dance yeah. in Barnum. I had to waltz in Barnum. I had to waltz in that. I had to waltz in yeah. um, um, Hello, Dolly. Um, yeah. And I had to waltz in My Fair Lady. And I had to waltz oh, in. Nice. There's another musical I had to waltz in. I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah. That's
1: cool. I enjoyed it. The waltz is kind of fun. What was it?
2: You no, know, I, I, I waltzed in something else. I can't remember what it was. But I, I at one point when we did um, My Fair Lady, they brought in, we had to do this thing called a round robin. I don't know if you remember it, but it was, it wasn't a typical no. waltzing pattern where you're just kind of spinning in a circle. Yeah. This was um, every, every three beats. Mm-hmm. You had to do a complete 360 turn.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's like, well, you're going in a circle, but you're also the whole circle is going in a circle. Yeah. But then every three ones, you had to like completely spin around. Exactly. Yeah. And then keep going like, yeah.
2: And But you still had to to step, step. And then because on, on on the second or third step, you kind of go up on the balls of your feet a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So what you had to do was that me, I had to, whoever was leading had to to put your foot, your first beat, your right foot through your partner's legs on the floor mm. and then start to spin around 180 degrees. And then she would put her lead foot between your legs on the floor. And then you would finish out with the third beat. And it was, so every, t- every, every three beats, it was like a 360 turn. It was hard. It took us a long time to get it right, but it was kind of, yeah.
1: That's cool. Um, I think that's
2: it. Yeah. Mm. I think that's it. Okay.
1: All right. Scene 23. The next morning, the boys are in their room banging on the bathroom door, which is locked. I assume that was the next morning. It did not really clarify. I don't think. No, I think it does because they all have their. um, Oh, maybe not. Maybe it was that that night, I guess, because I can't imagine they all shower before school. Right. Anyway, Greg says, come on, Marsha. It's our bathroom, too. After no response, Peter says, Marsha won't even answer. Bobby says, how many times can she wash her hair? Greg says, Marsha, you're going to scrub yourself bald. (laughs) Peter pipes up and says, I'm glad the contest for banquet host only comes once. Bobby asks, who would want to do a dumb banquet host anyway? Greg, pretending to be a girl, says, well, I would. Greg starts swinging around his towel and goes, please, Mr. Principal, pick me. I've got poise and charm. The other boys laugh, and Peter joins in. He puts his folded towel on his head and walks like a model and says, But I've got good posture, see, Mr. Principal. (laughs) Bobby giggles motherfucking ass off and joins in on the fun and says, Pick me. I've got a personality. I'm a living doll. (laughs) Greg grabs the towel off the top of Peter's head and flings it at Bobby. Bobby then begins to fling his own poo back at his brother's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Brothers in quotation, by the way. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, once again, Bobby killed it compared to the other two. Like he was hands down funnier than the other two. Like
1: you were turning into a Bobby fan.
2: Seriously, like the faces that he makes are just—it's <laughs> just hilarious. Huh. Um, scene at twenty-four. Now back at school, we see marcia and Molly on stage to get ready for their speeches. Mr. Watkins tells them both to have a seat. Mr. Watkins walks off the stage and tells them, all right, ladies, your speeches are about why you want to be hostess on banquet night. Watkins takes a seat with other faculty and says, you may go first, Molly. Molly gets up and walks over to the podium. She begins her speech. Mr. Watkins and other members of the selection committee, senior banquet night has always been the highlight of our graduation exercises. And the highlight of my last year in junior high has been working on the Readers and Writers Club. I've learned many new things here at Fillmore Junior High School. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) There was a slow dissolve into Marcia's speech. Marcia now goes on. And so the honor of being hostess is one that will be remembered long after we say goodbye to our school, which I still don't hear her say that. And to have the honor would be the high point of my years here at Fillmore Junior High School. School. Thank you. <laughs> Marsha takes a seat next to Molly. Um, what, how do you, like, There didn't seem to be any awkwardness between them at all. No. Like there should have been. They should have played that up. She should have sat down and been like, that's how you do it, bitch.
1: <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. It's already been brought in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the faculty now sit and discuss amongst each other. After a moment of decision making... Mr. Watkins says, before I announce the winner, I want to tell you that we've had the most difficult time reaching a decision. So you're both to be congratulated. As a matter of fact, you were both exactly even up until the speeches. Molly and Marcia both have a look of anticipation on their face. Mr. Watkins continues, but we feel that one of them captured the spirit of the occasion better than the other. It is my pleasure to announce this year's hostess for senior banquet night is Molly Weber. Molly jumps up and says, Oh, she walks over and shakes Mr. Watkins hand and says, thank you, Mr. Watkins. Thanks to all of you. Watkins says, congratulations, Molly. That was an excellent speech. Speech you gave. Marsha has a look of surprise on her face mixed with a little anger. Hmm, hmm. What what I thought was neat. I don't know why. Is you can still buy them chairs that they said. That's <laughs> those metal folding chairs. You can still buy them at like Target. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I thought that was cool.
1: We'll um, be around to the end of time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marcia,
2: um Marcia should have went first on her speech and then just like did her speech. Kitty.
1: Huh? You gotta acknowledge the cat because our listeners can hear. <laughs> yeah, she's being really loud. What? Go. Sorry.
2: Um Marcia should have just went first and then gave her speech.
1: <laughs> that would have been perfect. <laughs> then she would have got up and like, uh, uh I she's like she's like, that's my speech. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, uh, Marcia, did you write that speech? She's gonna be like, Yep. Yep, I did. <laughs> I read the speech I wrote. How's that? Or she could Is have went true? first and not even not even
2: read Molly's speech, be like, listen. She's probably going to get up and say some blah 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 about being in some kind of right readers and writings thing and how this is I'm just starting <laughs> like ragging on her speech
1: like saying what it is. <laughs> Let me guess Molly, you're proud of your readers and writers club and she's so predictable Mr. Watkins, good lord. Huh. Anyway, scene 25. Later that night, Marcia is sitting at the kitchen table with Mike and Carol playing Chinese checkers. Marcia says, I don't feel like playing anymore. Damn. Bye. And walks away. <laughs> I think I'll go to bed. As she gets up, Mike says, "Honey, you did your best in the competition, didn't you?" Marcia says, "Yeah." Carol says, "Honey, you have two younger sisters." Mike looks at her and <laughs> what says, "What does that have to do with it?" "That that doesn't apply here also, Carol." No, she didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Carol says, Well you can't do <laughs> well you can't do more than that. Marsha says, I know. But what kills me is Molly beat me with the speech that I helped her write. Mike and Carol got nothing after that. <laughs> so Marcia just like, Okay, and then just walks off up, up to bed. <laughs> Mike and Carol just look at each other and Check it out. I ain't got nothing on there. You're a dumbass for writing your speech for him. I mean, what well, really you learn. It. You need to stop helping others and help yourself.
2: She's like, You want to see a cool speech? Check this one out. You know, can I have it? Sure. Go ahead. You can't really complain. I mean But um scene twenty six. As Marsha walks through the living room, the doorbell rings. Marcia runs over to the door and opens it up. It's Molly. Mm, fucking Molly tag. (laughs) The fuck do you want? Marsha asks, Molly, what are you doing here? No, she didn't know. (laughs) Marsha asks, Molly, what are you doing here? Molly says, well, I came over here to thank you for all the help you gave me. I really do appreciate it, Marsha. Marsha says, okay. So you appreciate it.
1: Oh, (laughs) I thought that was such a... (laughs) Damn.
2: Okay, so you appreciate it. Awesome cool enjoy that as you go to a banquet tonight (laughs) molly goes on especially this speech you worked on for me i'm afraid i haven't acted very nicely towards you marcia says no bitch you haven't (laughs) marcia says okay molly molly says now there's someone here that wants to meet you molly then pulls astronaut dick whitfield who was standing behind the door the whole time. <laughs> she makes that like, guy stand behind the door, but hold on, I gotta talk to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a teenager
1: and I want to talk to my teenager friend. I know you're going the to the moon, but this is more important.
2: You have to wait.
1: <laughs> <sighs>
2: he walks out and says, Hi Marsha. I'm Dick Whitfield. Marsha lights up and says, Colonel Whitfield, the and astronaut. Then he
1: goes, No, you can call
2: me Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Whitfield says, "Um, yes, yes. I met Molly in the principal's office. She was telling Mr. Watkins all that you had done for. Marsha looks at Molly and asks, you were? Molly nods and says, "Uh uh-huh. Whitfield goes on, Mr. Watkins and I decided in the view of this uh, special circumstances, That this year we try something new for Senior Banquet. Marsha asks, What? Whitfield says, Co hostesses. Hmm. Molly smiles at Marsha. Marsha says, Co hostesses? You mean me and you? Molly says, Yeah. (laughs) How about it, Marsha? Marsha smiles and says, Oh, wow. I'm going to go get my parents with excitement running through her veins Marcia slams the door on Winfield and Molly as they stand outside Marcia realizes this and quickly turns around and opens the door Marcia feeling embarrassed says sorry uh, won't you please come in after they enter Marcia tells them I'll go get them and then runs out the door and slams it
1: I that was so fucking funny yeah, this I, is was not expect, I was not expecting that no at that all. was
2: completely unexpected because usually this is like formula writing that was totally unexpected yeah
1: yeah that was out of formula for sure
2: <laughs> Whitfield confused says um suddenly there's a knock on the door Whitfield opened it up Whitfield opens it up and says ah so nice for you to drop by <laughs> Marsha completely embarrassed says, "Um, my parents, uh, they're inside." <laughs> Whitfield agrees. <laughs> like, oh, you're crazy. Are. Yeah. He just goes, "Yeah, yep, they are." <laughs> she tells them to follow her as she heads to the kitchen.
1: I thought it was that scene was so fucking funny. Yeah, I was very impressed. Yeah, that <laughs> I was, was really funny. Kids. Yeah, and I thought Whitfield did a good job too in that scene, even though he can't really act it well. But I thought he still did pretty good. Yeah. And also confirm that the door does lock. Exactly. Tries. Yeah. I, I, I had that
2: written down. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Um, I'm, there's a, there's a, wow, what a dick here joke, but I, I can't find it. <laughs> like when they first revealed I'm like, wow, now that's a dick. You know what I mean? Like something like that, but it's an impressive dick too. It stretches all the way. Anyways. Um, big dick here. <laughs> but also like one note that I had, like when I was in college, I had this, this acting coach or professor, whatever you want to call him. And he's, I had never heard anybody else talk about this, but he, he used to talk about what he referred to as the three R's where he, okay. he referred to it as in comedy, the three R's receive, realize, and then react this Is what he, This is what he used to talk about. Mm-hmm. And he said, whenever there's any kind of skit going on, any kind of stick as Mr. Till we call it, mm-hmm. um, that there should be three beats. The first beat is that you're receiving the information of what you did. Like, Holy shit. I just did that. And then there's the realization like, Oh my God, they're outside. And then the reaction Hmm. where you turn around and run over and open the door. So I thought Marcia did, or I thought Marie McCormick did a good job of it. Like you can see those three phases where she starts to realize it and she reacts. She's like, Oh shit. And she turns around. Yeah. (laughs) because a lot of people do all that too fast and it's not as funny, but I thought she did a good job.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was really funny yeah that's pretty funny <clears throat> scene 27 after the banquet marcia comes in through the front door where we see mike and carol on the couch mike asks how was the banquet marcia says oh it was super i got the first waltz with colonel dick <laughs> i got to waltz with the dick <laughs> mike's like what's this now <laughs> it's like what, um, where was this at
2: can you give me the address <laughs>
1: Even before Molly Mike says oh wonderful Marsha goes on and he remembers Me a lot longer than Molly too Carol scoffs and says Well that's not exactly being modest You know Marsha then looks at Carol And says shut the fuck up Carol (laughs) Marsha goes on He'll never forget me I stepped on his feet seven times Marsha then starts to waltz out of the room Towards the stairs Marsha then stops and says, good night. And Mike and Carol just laugh. Well, what was funny is if you notice, she
2: she waltzes up those three steps leading up to the staircase. She almost falls because her right foot catches the top stair. And she mm. has to catch herself on the railing. And she has this grin on her face like she's about to break before she continues to waltz up the stairs. And I noticed <laughs> something. I, it made me realize that it seems like whenever Maureen McCormick has a scene with just Mike and Carol, Yep. that it seems like she almost breaks a lot. <laughs> like it seems like every time she's right on the verge of laughing. That's what it seems like to me. So I don't know <laughs> if there was like some kind of, un- cause I, I've read in a couple of things that uh, Robert Reed was pretty serious, but that right. Flohen was the one that was always making jokes. Like some of the jokes that she made apparently were a little bit, <laughs> a little bit inappropriate. You know what I mean? To have kids around kind of thing. But I heard right. she was the one that's always trying to make people laugh and stuff. So, Hmm. That's fun. It feels like there's a story there, a behind-the-scenes story.
1: Yeah. It's I can't funny. imagine Flohan is really that funny. but um, No.
2: But I, I could imagine <laughs> them purposely trying to make each other laugh, especially when yeah. you have kids and you're trying to make them happy and stuff. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, maybe so. Well, that's the end of the episode. That's the episode. All right. That was good, though. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. That was one of yeah. the
2: funnier episodes, and it wasn't as predictable as I thought. When it first started, I was just like, oh, God, we're going to do this shit again. <laughs> but then I have to remind myself, this predates all the movies we talked about with the exception yeah, of true. My Fair Lady because they talk about it in this.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Jimmy, I have an email to read. <laughs>
2: Is it spam? Oh, Jim. Huh? <laughs> Is it spam? It's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm a prince from the Middle East
1: and I need to get money in the United States. Yeah, that's exactly it. We got an email from a prince. Wow. <laughs> And but he, he just needs me, needs our card information. Okay. Know. But we get like two million dollars out of it. So I think we'll be okay. No, no, no. Okay. So <clears throat> this email is from William and he lives in Brooklyn. Oh. All right. He says, Hey guys, my name is William from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I found your podcast a month ago. And wow, this is fucking great and funny show. It's a good idea to do this show. It gets funnier each episode. (laughs) Those who don't get it, fuck them. (laughs) Lol. (laughs) William goes on. I've been listening to Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast because I'm a huge Buffy fan. But I also love when you can find a podcast like this, making fun and enjoying the show as well. I love the Brady Bunch as well. You don't know how much your podcast gets me through the night at work. My wife has stage four cancer Mm. and she recently fell. So she can't walk around and I'm taking care of my son who has autism. Oh,
2: wow.
1: And I, I'm also dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts. So this has been a major help wishing all the best guys PS look made. Listen woman and Bobby monkey sounds always cracks me up even more. Sorry for the long email. I'll keep in touch. Right now, I just started season three, and yes, you can read it on air. <laughs> Later, that's cool. Good. So this one kind of got to me, Jimmy. It did. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Like I, I, when I first read it, I got fucking teary eyed, dude. Yeah. And uh, I um, I went back and forth with him a couple times, and uh, wow. I was like, I'm not gonna lie, dude. This got me fucking teary eyed, man. And he was like, he was like, oh wow, well, you know. So it was, it was cool. He was like yeah. a good dude.
2: I mean, I'm going to be honest. I got a little nervous when I heard he's from Brooklyn because I was like, shit. (laughs) This dude's going to rip us apart. (laughs) You guys. This fucking guy here. I'm so glad he's on our side, though, because he's right. He's straight up like, they don't get it. Fuck him. Like, yes. (laughs) Yes. But going to the Buffy Try thing. Try to I'm, come
1: over here and say that.
2: <laughs> but going back to the Buffy thing, I'm I'm not a Buffy fan. No.
1: Um, well, I'm not an, I'm not a not a Buffy fan. I just never watch it. Well, so. I mean there there's a there's a, a point.
2: This is gonna sound fucked up when I first say it, but that's not how I mean it. <laughs> okay. I'm not a Buffy fan, but my wife is. That's yep. that sounds fucked up, but that's not how I mean. <laughs> um But we went to MegaCon a few years ago and met... Um, Xander and uh, I can't remember the other dude's name, but I'll post it up on the on the um, um, on the the my bra uh, the very <laughs> wow, I'll post it on the very Brady podcast Instagram page, uh, so that you can oh, see what okay. I'm talking about. But I went and met a couple of the cast members at MegaCon a few years ago, uh, because my wife's a huge fan, so that's cool, yeah. I thought that was kind of the neat.
1: only two I would really care about is like Seth Green and. What's that chick that was on How I Met Your Mother and Allison puts and in her pussies? Yeah, Allison. Yeah, Hagen. she's
2: on the um the the TV show with uh, Penn and Teller.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I talked a little bit about to William about um dealing with cancer. How you and I both have a history with cancer as well. Well, I mean, dealing with it, our family members. Too, we don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. why I said. I mean, I was like, we've dealt with it with our families and. It's not fun, and I told him he just needs to like persevere, man, and just like your family needs you, and now more than ever, and mm-hmm. just stuff like that. And yeah, I just found out today that touch. I lost
2: a friend. Uh, I, well, I, I, he's an acquaintance, a close acquaintance. We've been going to the same candy store for fourteen years, and uh, yeah. that we just found out today that the guy passed away that owns it. So, and he died of cancer. My father died of cancer. My mom had two different forms of cancer. So yeah, Tax lost mom. my mom to cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck cancer man Shit yeah. sucks <laughs> My mom had a shirt That said that Cancer sucks Yeah That's awesome So yeah um, we feel for you We really do And if you ever need to reach out To either one of us Feel free mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, we, I don't know about tech, But I don't have a life So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not really But no. Even if I did Still reach out And then my um, um,
2: My son's on the spectrum too So um, mm-hmm. I, can, I, can, I feel like I can relate So yeah But hang in there Yeah I mean, uh, I'm, we're glad that we can take your mind off of it for a minute, but, uh, it still sucks though.
1: Indeed. It sucks big time. Well, you are in our thoughts, man. So, mm-hmm. all right. So moving on, the contest we were doing is over, as we said earlier, and we will announce the winner next episode. And then we do our little disclaimer. We had a good time here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. And William, I he's from Brooklyn. That means he's tough. Uh we're not racist or sexist.
2: No. Not on the air anyways. <laughs> <laughs> don't do I'll say that. I'm, I'm posting this on Instagram. It just says, William with an exclamation point. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to tag him. So so william if you go on to the very pretty podcast instagram page and you see them just says william with a big exclamation point that's uh my family with the the two buffy guys that i was talking about there you go if i can remember their names i would tell you but i can't remember and i think my wife's asleep so anyways um yes no we are not sexist or racist at all in fact we're probably opposite if that's whatever that word would be so. also we would personally like to thank our producers from Patreon and without you this could not be possible and that goes mm-hmm. special for uh, Jenny Jan the OPs OPs, OPs and hoes hey, hey. when I say O you say P O <laughs> P. P O P <laughs> you can't giggle Great, when now you I say have it to man not have Thanks. same effect uh, <laughs> <laughs> alright your homework assignments if you choose to accept them yeah. Check out the website, www.averybradypodcast.com, Come. and do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts,
1: Podchaser, or CastBox. Tell two friends about the show, or if you don't like it, tell two enemies. Send an email to the show, like William did, and tell us how you like or dislike the show at at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at A Very Brady Facebook group. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Podcast. Check out that post I just did for William on Instagram at the Very Brady Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real-time updates. If I'm going to be late, that's where you'll find out. Also, more importantly, go watch The Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. And
2: Tack is here. Today he's going to tell you how to do uh, how, what the next episode is about. And he's going to say it with an Australian
1: accent. Go ahead, Tack. All right, that's it. <laughs> On the next episode, Season 3, Episode 23, The fender Benders. Carol's a parking lot accident turns into a nightmare when the other driver claims it was her fault, exaggerates his damage, and then takes her to court. If it was a snake, it'd bit you. That <laughs> so, was pretty good. I threw you a curveball, and you went. And that's right. You set him up, and I knock him down. Oh. Yeah. So do you have anything else, Tack? Nah, that's it. Cool. Well, I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tack, And this has been the Very Brady Podcast. And we will see you on a sunshine day. Keep smoking. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show and come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun, join in on the conversation, post memes, do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Very Brady Podcast. Until then, this has been A Very Brady Podcast, and have a sunshine day.
2: This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.